For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Um, he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome back, Browns backers. We're here again for another week of Believe in the Browns, although I'm not sure how strong that believe is this week, Tony, as the Browns drop. I, I almost want to say a heartbreaker, but it it really wasn't in the sense of if you actually um, paid attention on Sunday, that big of a heartbreaker in the sense of we were outplayed. 2013, they lose to the Steelers. Thoughts? I don't even know where to go. Well, mm. I think the, the the biggest thing for me, the, the hardest thing to uh, to accept is the fact that I I was actually tricked into picking them to win last week. <laughs> we I both mean, were. I, we both were. So uh, you weren't the only one. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking because um, you know once again Browns got me again, man. I I do not know what I was thinking because what I saw was was exactly. Um, what I've been saying for the last, I, I don't know why I thought it was going to be different. I, I mean, it's exactly what we've been talking about. I mean, just a lack of preparation, lack of enthusiasm, lack of execution. Um, it, it's just, it was pathetic to watch. That second half, in a game that meant so much, we looked so uninspired. And that... But was it even the second half? I mean, right, is the, I mean, starting from, essentially, they score the touchdown to go up. 10 right they go yeah. up 10 nothing from that point on the entire team just fell apart yeah and <laughs> i mean you gave up 10 points in the last five minutes of the half yeah to, to a to a team that's i mean the third string quarterback third string running back the top two wide receivers missing uh, i don't know best offensive linemen suspended i mean all the advantages you know and then we go in with the defense yeah we were missing garrett but we've been hearing about all these acquisitions that we've we've had over the year, you know, the past year, the bolstered line and the, just the attack that they were going to bring. 
I mean, come on. I, I mean, Devlin Hodges. I mean, he he made that defense look silly. And um, is I it know Devlin or is it Duck? Do we? I don't know. I, I guess uh, we are what I thought we were prior to last week, and I, I just got tricked once. And, you know, so. It never <laughs> well, happened again. Uh, that's what I was <laughs> saying. I mean, when we after the loss of the Broncos, I, I asked, "Hey, is this the funeral ceremony?" for the team and then they they turned it around a little bit and they they rattled off those three wins and they make you feel like hey you know what they won a close game with the bills they beat a steelers team that they should have beaten obviously we had issues at the end of that game that that made that game what it was they beat the dolphins convincingly you know dolphins scored some points but those were some garbage points yeah. to a certain extent that game was was well in hand essentially throughout and then you got the Steelers, and as you said, their entire roster is decimated, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And we put up, we let them score 20 points, and then our offense can only put up 13. And we're back to where we were after the Denver game. I mean, and it's essentially the same thing, where we're getting beat by quarterbacks that have little to no in-game NFL experience. How does that happen? Poor coaching. I mean, terrible coaching, I would have to say. Forget poor, just... Terrible coaching, terrible schemes. Uh, of course, there's the unanswered questions like, where, you know, why was our why was our safety, you know, the day before the game, we we make the decision and not bring them to Pittsburgh. And then when you look at the game film, I mean, the biggest plays that occurred were field plays that were downfield, where a uh, you know a veteran you would hope a veteran center would be able to break up the plays. I, I'd like to have. You know an answer on that, and if it comes down to you know we've we've got a guy who's got character issues, and the team's not going to put up with it anymore. This goes back to what I've been saying week week after week after week. We blame the head coach, who I think is terrible. No, I'm not saying he's not, but who is making the decisions above this coach? Like who has who brought in Horner, who, who gets suspended? Who brought in Randall. that person? I mean, who, I mean. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if we're bringing this guy in to help us win games and he's not there, he can't help us win games. I mean, unless he was like going to sit at home and watch the game and, and, you know, we somehow magically could get him to talk into the coach's uh, headphones and, and give him some advice. How is he going to help the team if he's not there? And, and that's just, like, there's just so many questions at this point. I think right now we have more questions than we have answers. We, we, we would have thought by now, um, you know, or you would have thought by now that we would have had you know some answers. Like we would be able to look at our offense and say, "Hey, when we need this, we go to this guy. When we need this, we go to this guy." I, I'll be honest with you. I looked at that game. I have no idea what our what was the thought process and the game plan going into that game because we were so it was like a tale of two halves. Like we're running the ball somewhat controlling the ball in the first half and then what it's tied 10 10 and we go into panic mode we almost look like we were down by 40 points coming out in the third quarter it's like it's 10 to 10 continue to run the ball continue to control the clock and and you know try to win the game but when we start just throwing the ball down the field i just well especially it's not like this offense is is the giants or the cardinals or the Bengals where you just don't have pieces. So, hey, it's we don't know who to go to on third and short or second and long, and we don't have those go-to plays because we just don't have those go-to players, right? This is an offense that has two potentially Pro Bowl wide receivers, right, if they're playing at their peak, 
potentially Pro Bowl running back. And, I mean, I don't know what you would call Kareem Hunt. I don't know if he's necessarily a Pro Bowl caliber player, but he's definitely in the upper echelon of threats in the NFL. So you have four pieces in skill positions that you could go to at any of those times, and we just don't seem to be able to go to anyone at any time. Yeah, but yeah, I know I don't know where Kareem Hunt lands on the spectrum, but I would think that he lands somewhere ahead of Benny Hunt uh, <laughs> or Benny Schnell, Benny Schnell, not Benny Hunt, who walked out of the game as the lead. I mean, if you had gone into this game and said, "Hey," Uh, you know, Nationale's going to average yeah, four yards is, a carry. Is Chubber Hunt going to be the, the the guy with the most yards, or is it going to be Benny Schnell? I got to believe most people are going to pick either either Hunt or Chubb. Yet, I mean, and, and you got to give the Steelers credit. I, I mean, I, I mean, at some point you have to give that organization, that coach, those players some credit because on paper there's no way that they should have won that game. That team is. That offense is garbage on paper. Yeah, that just, that one on Sunday, and 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 they they beat us by a touchdown. It's a, I mean that that offense is a hot mess, and they came in and they they did what they had to do, and it's it's tough. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can find us at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, and at Believe Podcasts at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. So, Tony, how do you attempt to fix this moving into the Bengals game? The Browns, obviously, I don't think either one of us is on the playoff bandwagon at the moment. But the Browns still have a 5% chance. Yes, they would have to win out against the schedule that features the Bengals twice. So, a one-win Bengals team twice. That's not massively imposing a Cardinals team that I believe has three wins and the Ravens team that is at the moment I believe the number one seed in the AFC but if the Patriots keep winning out as well they will have to keep winning out to maintain that number one spot so they're probably going to be playing for it in week 16 so a Ravens team that's going to be motivated the other three games I'm not going to say they're guarantees, but they are eminently winnable. So how do you move forward? Well, you know, as far as playoff chances, I would say their playoff chances are uh, about uh, as good as Freddie Kitchens' chances after he's fired uh, from the Browns to uh, get picked up as a underwear model for Calvin Klein. I mean, let's just put. <laughs> well, well, okay, what, that, what about this? You mentioned that. You mentioned that, and I would, I, I would probably agree with you. I don't know. Their playoff chances may be a little higher than that. But what are their playoff chances compared to the chances Freddie Kitchens returns next year? So the playoff chances are at five percent, according to five thirty-eight right now. So you're looking at the board. The Browns have a 5% chance of making the playoffs. What are the chances Freddie Kitchens returns next year, regardless of whether a miracle happens and they do make the playoffs? Based on what you believe is going to happen at the end of the season, what are the chances of him returning? Well, you know, unfortunately, and, and, and as I keep saying over and over again, this, this, I, I, I question the, the folks who are making the decisions. It's the decision makers of the Cleveland Browns that have gotten us to where we're at. So, you know, it's hard to say whether or not they're going to get rid of Freddie Kitchens because they've already set the precedent of bringing back a coach who went 1-15, and 
um, and, and then who came back and went 0-16. I mean, I mean, we've already done that. So now <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to fire – I mean, hey, if you keep a guy that's 1-15, 0-16, wherever we land 7-9, and wherever we end up landing, that's going to look amazing compared to those. I mean, it's – it's like Hugh Jackson going eight and eight in Oakland, really. I mean, it's it's a miracle. One eight eight. Yeah. Moment. So, I, do I think they get rid of him? No. Do I think they should get rid of him? They should have got rid of him. Well, I don't know. I they, they def, I would have fired him after the Pittsburgh game. I would have fired him this week because you have to send a message to this team because what's going to happen now is you got to look at this thing. We're not the problem with this team is we're looking at everything week to week, and we need to look at this overall if you're trying to build something if you're trying to build a winning culture nothing that this guy does leads to a winning culture come on he had a cool shirt on all right (laughs) i mean there's nothing that they're doing is 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 leading to a win you know us creating a winning organization so if that's your goal the minute you notice that's not happening you have to make a change you have to make a change but the problem is you've got people in place that don't want to admit that they made a mistake elevating this guy, so so they're gonna they're gonna give him as many chances as they possibly can. Yet we're headed for we're headed. But for is the that cliff. is that chance gonna be another season, or is that chance just gonna be we're gonna ride out this year? You got to get rid of him. You got to get rid of him. If if not, so his chance th- of returning is what percentage? Is it zero? Are you saying it's zero? If, if I were running the team, no, it would be no, zero. What do you think it's gonna be? Right? Is it's it probably 50-50 with this oh, current. Wow. I, I mean, it's it. It, it all depends. Okay. Now, okay, so so flip this real quick then. We have a coach at the Bengals that is obviously they're significantly worse than the Browns are at the moment in that they've only won one game. They're 1-11, odds-on favorite to get the number one pick in the NFL draft. Is their coach in any danger of... Oh, I think not. I don't think. It, it, that, that team, that's... That team does not have the talent that we have. Okay, so Zach Taylor's uh, safe, but but okay, but is he just as bad at decision making, right? Because you have Andy Dalton, who, while not an elite NFL quarterback, is a mildly competent NFL quarterback, right? The team loses what their first eight games of the season. You bring in this Ryan Finley kid. Not because you think he's necessarily any better than what you have in Andy Dalton, but because you're like, okay, we're 0-8 at this point. Let's see what Try we have, yeah. right? And then after three games, they go back to Andy Dalton, right? And yes, they won the game against the Jets, but what's the point of going back to Andy Dalton when you've already, it seems, organizationally made the decision to move on? We want to see what this kid has. We give him three games, and then we're like, ah, screw it. Let's go back to the guy we had because he's – I'm not going to argue that Andy Dalton's better than Ryan Finley – but if your objective is to, hey, let's get this kid some reps, let's see what we have, what's the point of switching quarterbacks week 12 of a season where you're already 0-11? Well, it's hard for me to question the move since it resulted in a win. But but but, uh, but it is a win that matters. Well, it, it, well, I'm, I'm sure to their fan base it is. Nobody wants to be 0-16. Like, uh, that to me, 0-16, and this is why I go back to this organization, the Browns being so dysfunctional to me going 0 and 16 in the nfl is the single worst thing that could ever happen to an organization i mean other than maybe the whole entire team <laughs> crashing their plane into a, a mountain or something I, I guess that could be worse but to go 0 and 16 in in professional football i mean that's 
It's absurd. You should be able to win at least one game with with pros on the field. For a team to be so god awful that 16 times they lose, I, it's what about 31 out of 32 times? Well, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know maybe uh, you know maybe Freddie will jump in the lake and uh, you know all will be forgotten. I, I don't know. I, I, I just I, I look at this organization and I, I just think it, it's. If you don't get control of the head coaching spot and you continue to allow someone who has proven to be multiple things, incompetent, immature, uh, you know, he has no no handle uh, as far as respect from the players. I mean, I think the players respect him in regards to the fact that, you know, he will be buddy-buddy with them and back them up. But I don't think that he's been able That's to a get different story. He, he's not getting the most out of his players. He's simply not. I, I mean, if you look at the talent that's been brought in, he's gotten minimal out of them, every one of them. And then what ends up happening is, let's say we don't make the playoffs. You've got guys like Beckham, who you brought in to be, you know, the the marquee of your franchise. How long do you think that guy is going to stick around? Okay, because it, 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 let's be real, like it, it's all about him. It's all about him and building his brand and doing what's good for him first. The team comes second. I mean, he's proven that throughout the season. So he was able to be on a somewhat mediocre team in New York and still get the attention he needed to move product. When he came here to Cleveland, the only way he's going to get any attention close to what he got in New York is if this team's winning. If this team's not in the playoffs and it's a losing team – what it, it does damage to his brand, and that's what he's all about. So once he starts to become a cancer in the locker room, then how many other dominoes start to fall after that? Because he's one of your guys that guys are looking up to. You can't tell me guys aren't looking up to him because the minute he got here, <laughs> everything he does, you watch the pre uh, the pregame warmups, all that stuff. Every every guy that's on that receiving core has followed him. He's like the Pied Piper. They're all doing the same stuff. They're all getting the custom shoes and doing all the you know crazy nonsense during warm-ups. There, he is a leader that is leading people off of a cliff, and we have a coach that's not redirecting them. And I did, like I said, it's a hot, it's a hot, hot mess. And you know, if we if we talk about um, Andy Dalton going into this week, Andy Dalton may not be the greatest quarterback in the NFL, but I would put him ahead of Devlin Hodges. And after watching <laughs> what happened last week, if Devlin Hodges and the Pittsburgh Steelers could do to the Browns what they did. I mean, I'm going to say right now, what looked like two automatic wins against the Bengals, I, I think if we split that, we're, we're going to be lucky. Because I, I, I honestly think they have the potential of beating us one of those two times. I would almost agree. I mean, as I'm looking at some of the advanced stats, some of the DVOA stuff, right? I mean, Cincinnati's bottom three in both offense and defense. I mean, they're the number one special teams unit in the NFL, but and their team efficiency ranking is is second to last in the league. And Cleveland's they're not blowing anybody away, but they're middle of the pack. They're an average NFL squad. You would like to say that we're going to perform like an average NFL team, and the Bengals will perform like a bottom three NFL team, and and therefore the Browns should win, but. You could have been saying that about several games this offseason, especially if, if John Ross is coming back off of um, injured reserve, so they put him back on the roster for this week. If he's going to play, I think that's going to be a challenge as well. It does open up some things for them. Looking at their depth chart, I think the one thing that might hurt the uh, Bengals on their depth chart is that their uh, 
weak side linebacker and their middle linebacker are the same individual. So if they're playing defensively with 10 guys, I think we can really open up some holes and, and maybe hit some passes that we otherwise wouldn't hit. But I would imagine that they would probably change that come Sunday and, and put 11 men out there. So I don't know what to say. I, I don't know. I don't think the defense for the Bengals is necessarily great. I don't think their defensive line is horrible. So I think they're going to be able to get some pressure because our offensive line is not great. And if it's been no. shown, if you put that pressure on Baker and you don't give him a lot of time to make decisions, he's not necessarily – he's going to perform like any other quarterback under pressure. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's guys that are completing 70% of their passes when they're getting pressure um, from both sides. So it's not like you said earlier, I don't know what he is quite yet because our offensive line has been in a, in a certain amount of disarray. But I would say a split would not be out of bounds. But we're not looking at both games right now. We're looking at this Sunday, the 8th, 1 o'clock. What's the prediction? And not only that, before we even get there, what's the atmosphere in the stadium oh, going to be like you know, on Sunday? It, and, if you're if you're a Browns fan and you're still showing up for these games, then then you probably, you probably should seek some sort of medical attention i mean <laughs> I, and i'm being honest here like how anybody i mean this has become an abusive relationship where you, you know the, the fans get dumped on and then oh honey i love you and you give them some hugs and then then they come back and you do the same thing again i mean i don't even know how you as a fan get up for this game how do you get up for this game like, hey i was at, i was actually at the Bengals game um during the owen 16 season uh, with one of my buddies wanted to go, so we went and we got the pregame field passes and everything, and we were there and, and hanging out, and, and that was tough. I mean, with Deshaun Kaiser as your starting quarterback, it was a disaster. And But I, I would agree. I don't know how people are getting up for this game. But is it going to be a packed house, though? No, absolutely not. There's no way it'll be a packed house. I don't think – I mean, because you got two things going against you. If you're a Cincinnati fan, you drive – you driving up to support the Bengals? Heck no. And if you're a Browns fan, are, are you not trying to dump these tickets for whatever you can get? Because who who, who wants to go with there being an outside chance they are going to? Could you imagine that if they lose at home to this team, what that turns into as far as the crowd? I, I mean... Tickets as low as $13, Tony. It goes back to, you know, years ago when I was there, they would tell the story about... Uh, you know, a guy nails two two of his tickets to a staples two tickets to a tree outside his house, and he says, you know, free Browns tickets to the first taker, and then uh, he goes out the next morning, and there's four tickets uh, stapled to the tree, and uh, you know that's that's kind of I think where we're at, and I, I I I hate to I hate to joke about it because I I mean I you know there's lives involved with that that have nothing to do with this, you know I, I feel bad for the folks in ticket sales and. And marketing and yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, they made a killing though this off season. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't argue that that they did the push this yeah. off season, both from a marketing and a ticketing standpoint. That I mean, they all those people are making them not because those tickets are sold. Are they going to be sold for next year? Well, that's a different story, but that's always been a different story. Yeah. Well, I guess that that'll all depend on what quarterback we draft. Oh uh, wow! Oh. Or what head coach we sign? Yeah, Is but... Riverboat Ron coming to? Uh, no. Coming to Cleveland, <laughs> Lake Boat Ron, we can call it. Lake Boat. Oh. Um, yeah, who knows? I, I mean, at this point, it's such a muddle, and, and that goes back. I mean, we say it jokingly about uh, you know Rivera coming here, whatever. I mean, that's the other problem you have with firing, you know, uh, you know Freddie Kitchens. Who's going to come here to replace that guy? 
Who's going to come here? At, look at the track right. Look at the track record. The the just mess, the wake that has been created by the current ownership group. Let's start at GM. You went Ray Farmer, you went Sashi Brown, and now you got John Dorsey. Okay, at coach, you went Mike Penton, you went Hugh Jackson, and now we got Freddie Kitchens. That if you those six choices combined tell you all you need to know about why this thing is is you know it's a rudderless ship i mean it's it's not good and, and like i said only times you know right now i think you know we're still giving dorsey the benefit of the doubt but i think as the season has gone on the things that have been said by people you know who you know are more in the know than they are in the moment you know this story about him being a, a great talent evaluator well look at the talent we've got on the field I mean, we, we got beat by Benny Schnell. Uh, you know, Benny Schnell outran our guys who we say are arguably two of the top probably ten at least. You would have to say running backs in, in the uh, NFL right now. And then Odell Beckham. I mean, he had one more yard than Tevin Jones. I mean, unless you're a Steelers fan or Tevin Jones' parents. <laughs> like, I, I, mean, I did not know who Tevin Jones was. I mean, he, he, he had two catches for 28 yards. Odell Beckham had six catches for 29 yards. That's our playmaker. That's our that's our big play Three guy. catches. Three catches. Six targets. Oh, it's six, targets. six targets. Six targets. <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, I don't know. And that's with a long of 19 in there. So, I don't yeah. know. I guess he splits the... Yeah, I, Tevin Jones actually only had one catch. <laughs> For 28 right, yards, but still, I mean, still had more yards. Oh, well, oh, okay, had one fewer yard uh, on two fewer catches and, and four fewer I guess, targets. I guess that's um, uh, that's where the extra, you know, six million comes in or whatever. That extra, <laughs> and it's, hey, you know, you're fighting for every inch, right? It's yeah. a game of inches, so if you can get a whole yard, then, uh, you know, uh, that's, that's saying something. It, it, it's a challenge. I mean, I'm looking at the tickets here, right? I mean, like I said, you can get tickets for 13 bucks. You can get a sideline ticket. You get a 50 yard ticket for 50 bucks. You know, not that you would pay 50 bucks to go to this game, but if you if you really want to, if you you're can. Andy Dalton's mama, you better. If you're Andy Dalton's mom, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing there. You're probably wondering why Zach Taylor put him back in in the first place, um, or you're wondering why he ever took him out for Ryan Finley. But he's he's relatively safe, I would agree, but. So as we move forward, then let's go with the predictions. What do you got, Tony? <laughs> I uh, I got to put a number to this. I guess uh, you do. What a what a wreck! I, I, we could start with the win loss, and that'll give you a time to think about what you want the actual number to be. No, I mean I'll go I'll go ahead and just say that the, the Browns they pull this one off. You know, they they, they win win one for the Gipper. Win one for the Gipper. They, they, now see, okay, they, they got to get hot to save Freddie. You know, this is like, uh, you know, Detroit used to do this every year, right? Get hot to save Wayne Fonts. Oh. Uh, this will be our Or is this the Bengals get hot to save Marvin Lewis? <laughs> I'll say we're going to win. Uh, there'll probably be some missed kicks. Uh, as they're killing as me with the missed kicks here. Missed He's kicks. an average NFL kicker. Yeah. If uh, My friends that are Bills fans would kill for Austin Siebert this year because they probably would have beat the Browns without two missed field goals and two missed extra points in the game that yeah. we played them. 
but I so, guess, but I guess you know when you preface it with my Bills fans, I mean that kind of takes away. It does. Treatment. Well, it's, <laughs> so, uh, but think about it, right? If 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 the Bills had beat the Browns because their kicker would have made one of those field goals and one extra point, the Bills right now would be ten and two. And a half a game back in New England in the AFC East. I mean, I mean, take, well, let, let's let's pause for one moment and, and take a look at that that statement. So you've got the Bills, who are, I mean, we're they're one of the top five teams now, right, in the AFC easily. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at just the standings, yeah. And, and now, now let's go back to before the season started. If we were to put their roster up against our roster and the potential going into the season i think that's what makes this more frustrating is that these windows of opportunity to where you have a season where it's pretty much wide open in the afc and then to just come out as flat as we were and to continue to just not get better we have not gotten any traction nothing has looked better i mean because you're you're going to ask me what are the keys to winning this week Keys to winning this week are the same keys it's been for the last five weeks and we haven't been i guess we have cleaned up the penalties a little bit i'll give them credit for that but 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 I guess maybe guys getting ejected, uh, you know that overrules <laughs> it. But but I mean we have not established a consistent running game. We have not utilized uh, Odell Beckham to his fullest potential. I think the only guy that we've, I can say we've gotten full, um, y- you know, and even that maybe he could have more catches is Landry. I mean Landry is playing out of his his mind, and, and obviously Chubb is running uh, well. But I think even Chubb could have more yards. I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming the fact that he doesn't get the touches. Yeah. I mean, when you look at how many yards he has, and then think back to how many times you said, why aren't they running Nick Chubb more? I mean, that guy could easily be 16, 1,700 yards right now if they just run just run him the way he should have been run. Yeah. Um, so my prediction for this week, I, I don't know. It, well, I'll say the Bengals are going to score because we let teams score. Um, so I'll give them 10, and then I'd say 23-10. 23-10. Okay. I'm going to say we win it on a last-second field goal, Tony. 24-21. to 21. That's what I got. Because, I, I, like you said, we do let teams score, and we have let teams score throughout the season. See, I don't want the that. Season. I, I want to be able to get out of the stadium quick. I'm, I'm hoping we're either up, up a ton or we, we just lose. And, and I want to sit in, in traffic on the way out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm more about traffic than progress at this point because the season is over. I mean... I would enjoy staying to the end if we, you know, we were having a playoff atmosphere. But I think even if we win on a last-second field goal, that that I don't know, it's just not going to be the atmosphere we're looking for. I mean, we're giving up almost twenty-three points a game, yeah. um, so we're scoring about twenty. I think twenty-four, twenty-one is probably where it's going to be. I don't even know what the line is. Let me take a quick look. Yeah, just... See what the NFL lines are. Let's see what we got. We'll go. We'll bet on, on the line here, Tony. What do we got? Uh, do you think the Browns are going to win by eight and a half? I do not. I think uh, you do with your number yeah, I do that you had. I mean, I just I, I would hope that at some point it clicks, and maybe that's you know this will be two weeks in a row that I'm a sucker. Well, yeah. we're all suckers, Tony. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just wouldn't be talking about the Browns if we weren't suckers. I mean, because I, I, I got you, you got to hope at some point that, that that locker room just gets becomes disgusted and, and somebody steps up and says, listen, we, and you would hope it would be the coach. Um, well, I gave Freddie my uh, – I, I didn't officially do it during the podcast this week, but Freddie gets the red nose okay, for, the, well, yeah. for the Pittsburgh started it shirt. Yeah. You have to be, you have to be smarter than that. 
I, I agree. This is this is gonna hurt, Tony. I agree with Stephen A. Smith. Oh. Right. I understand why he wore it. Your kids got it for you. We all do that stuff. But you had a jacket on and you tried to zip it up. Just zip it up all the way. Yeah. Just don't. You don't need to try to be cool in front of the fans. You don't need to try to be in. You know what? You know what's really cool, Tony? Winning games. But but that's what's cool. Well, but you you, you do have to step back a minute and you you you've got to give him a pass on this because. The zipping up the jacket would have required a degree of intelligence that I don't think that he really has. So I mean, I think you're 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 applying you're applying an unfair. My logic is yeah, flawed. Is yeah, what you're saying? I mean, it's just All unfair right. to, to put that on him. I might I might have to, to yeah. agree with you there, but I'm gonna I you know it might be Bengals on the points this week for me, but. Uh, uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see what. No, it'll be fun to watch. It, you know, it'll be fun to fun to see what happens, right? I mean, the pressure's off right now. We just wheeling and dealing because we don't have to worry about the playoffs. We don't have to worry, you know, all that. Five percent, five percent shot, Tony. Five percent shot. Okay. Yep. What's the percentage on that uh, Calvin Klein? Uh, uh, it's probably pretty close. <laughs> probably pretty close to that. But is it, is, can you have negative percents? Uh, of something happening, I don't know how that would necessarily work. Although I don't know if Calvin Klein uh, sells T-shirts with stupid logos on. Oh, I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they could, right? So if you enjoy the shows, please subscribe, rate, and review the show, as that helps us out. It helps other people find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can find us at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, and at Believe Podcast, at B-L-E-A-V Podcast. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Again, that's Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Thanks for bearing with us, Browns backers. Yeah, and, and don't lose hope because the uh, pitchers and catchers will be reporting soon, and then soon enough we'll be able to watch the Lindor less Cleveland Indians, so that should be amazing. Oh, yeah, we got that coming down. Come on. <laughs> believe, believe. All right. Adios, <laughs> folks. All right. Jump check. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.